What's up? My name is Brittany Durfee. I'm a millennial, entrepreneur, big picture girl, cookie connoisseur, and forever student of the Word of God, finding faith every day. Welcome to the Big Bold Faith Podcast, a space dedicated to getting real and bold in faith. Whether you have a little or more than you know what to do with, no question is off the table as we explore honestly and openly how to not only challenge our faith, but to build it daily and to walk in purpose. So let's dive deep and find out just how bold we can be in our faith. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Big Bold Faith Podcast. So happy for you to be here today. I first want to say Merry Christmas. It is the week of our Lord and Savior, and what more can we do is just to celebrate and to be so thankful and grateful for all the wonderful things that God gave us today, His only Son, to just help his other kids out because we need all the help that we can get. And so I really just wanted to say Merry Christmas. I hope that you and your family are staying safe, that you guys can find time to find joy in this moment, that even though things are uncertain and unsure, that you can find something to be merry and joyful about. Let's get started with this episode. I know you're probably thinking, okay, so there's an episode right before Christmas. We might be talking about something like really holier than thou. There might be a Christmas story. What's going on on the Big Bold Faith podcast? And before we get there, I wanted to start with the story of Christmas. We all remember that there's Mary and Joseph. And if you remember in the Bible, and you don't even need to be a theologian to know the story, but there was Mary and there was Joseph. And one day, the Holy Spirit spoke to Mary and told her that she would be with child even though her and Joseph didn't get down like that. And she was kind of an unbelief, but she still believed it. They went through town and she was pregnant and with child, even though they weren't together, even though they weren't married. But there was a form of listening to the Holy Spirit and obeying, understanding this is the gift that God has given me, even though everyone around me is looking at me like I'm crazy. God told me that I'm going to have this gift. God has given me this promise. God has given me this responsibility as a believer, and I'm going to carry it around. I'm going to carry it around proudly. Then you get to the story where Jesus is actually born on the day, but he's in a manger, and there's the three kings that are out to look for him. And Joseph has to get up and listen to the Holy Spirit and move so that Jesus's life is not put in jeopardy. So again, they're hearing the Spirit. Again, they're having to move and take action because that's what faith is. Faith is a verb. It requires action. It requires discipline. It requires a consistency amongst us all. So I hope that you guys know that. But back to the story of Mary and Joseph. So if you think about it, I think of, oh, God, thank you for being born on Christmas and giving us this beautiful gift. But where would we be without the obedience of Mary and Joseph. And that, my friends, is what our episode is going to be about today. It's going to be about obedience, because what's faith without obedience? How are we able to do and be the people that God wants us to be if we are lack daisy in our faith and in our obedience? There's so much in this story that we can be relatable to God speaking 
in a spirit sense. And I don't know if you know, but God's always speaking to us. We just have to be mindful. We have to be quiet enough. We have to be intentional about putting his relationship with us on top, on top of everything else, on top of everyone else, and just for him to be our focus point. When you get distracted by other things and other people, that's when you need to recenter and you need to focus on God because God's calling you to do something greater than everyone else that's around you. So in the story of Mary and Joseph, of course, there's the first call and I'm going to just tell it from my point of story. I've encountered so many wonderful opportunities to experience God. Now, have I always obeyed? Eh, No, not so much. I'm going to just totally be honest with you there. There's been situations and scenarios. And now looking back over my life, I can see like, oh, okay, God was asking me to do this. And sometimes I wonder where would my life be if I would have obeyed then, if I would have gotten on my comfort zone, if I would have dated the one person that didn't look the way that I had wanted to, or if I would have spoken to the person that didn't conform to the way that I thought that they should conform to. And the only way to do it is to speak my story. I love a relationship with God. It's like an ebb and flow, though. You feel really good in some seasons, and then other seasons, you're like, God doesn't love me. I know it says that Jesus loves me. Yes, he does. (laughs) For the Bible tells me so. But there's seasons that I'm like, I messed up, God, didn't I? Or are you being quiet? Or I don't know, God, just help us us to out. I'm just trying to figure you out. And we can't control God and we can't understand him and we can't grab him. And so that makes it very frustrating as believers. And then to have to obey God is like other levels of this. And I'll just tell you out of experience this year in 2020, because those are the only two I can remember. And luckily I can remember because 2020 was kind of fuzzy for all of us. But I remember the two instances earlier this year, I've spoken about recently that as an entrepreneur, it's nice when things are going well and things were going well earlier this year. And I decided that I was going to purchase a house. I actually, before I purchased the house, I was praying about the house and I felt led to move. Now, I will tell you that what I directly heard from God was I was sitting on a Saturday or Sunday. I was in my reading position and I was just enjoying a nice book on a nice Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And I felt God say, move. Now, it's really hard to understand what God means. I don't know how Abraham got down because I'm super analytical. And when God said it, I was like, move out of this chair or do I move out of my mama's house? Or am I supposed to move out of state or out of country? Or where am I moving? Am I moving down the street, God? And it was hard. It was so hard because I'm thankful and grateful to God that I actually took heed to obey. I heard him and then literally I got up, I think it was like the next day and I started researching. I was like, okay, God told me to move. So I'm going to start looking at apartments. And I started looking at apartments. I started looking at places that I wanted to move. And then that transpired into me then saying, oh, okay, well, I can afford apartment, but let me move into the house because I prayed about the house in 2019. And maybe this is the season God's been promising me for this house. I've written down the vision. I've made it clear. I'm going to move. Now, you guys, it gets better. So I think that was in, let's see, December going into January. It was probably January that I found the house that I was going to put the down payment on. And this was before COVID was officially announced. I was still feeling good about life. I was on the road. You guys, I even had the faith to believe that 
I was going to purchase a house I hadn't even seen. So I was on the road. I'm on the road a lot for work or was for work. And I was so, I don't know, maybe I can say desperate or so just like wanting it to be real that I was looking for houses and I found a house, but that didn't work out. And literally while I was on another project in a hotel, I found a listing. I sent it over to my realtor. I said, this might be the house. Go check it out. And then I had her link up with my mom and they went to go look at it. And they were like, yeah, it's good. It's a nice house without seeing. And I said, okay, put the down payment on, sign it. And I literally thought I was like signing by faith, like walking by faith, literally, because I hadn't seen it. It was January and it was probably not until February, first or second week, maybe two or three weeks out before my closing date that I would actually see the property. And I walked in and I wouldn't say it's like a full feeling of me feeling like totally at peace, that I felt complete understanding and with the Holy Spirit, I still felt unsure. I felt like, oh snap, this is about to get real. I have to put a down payment down. I've got to pay mortgage. I've got to be about that life. I'm like really adulting here. And that was scary, but I was still having the faith to believe. So if you kind of fast forward to, I think the end of February, maybe into March when COVID was becoming a thing, I started getting emails from clients that I had booked for three to six months ahead saying, hey, due to COVID, you know, we no longer need you on this project. And that scared me too, but I was like, okay, God's still going to provide and everything's going to work out. Even in the midst of that, the loan officer came back to me and she said to me like, oh, financing's good. You look good. You're perfect on paper. But the association that runs the housing, they changed their qualifications from 2019 to 2020. Now, you guys, I had just saw the house like the first week of January and was ready to put everything in and their whole board and association couldn't figure it out. And she was like, if you want to get past this, you can put down another cool $10,000 and we can call it a wash. And I was like, "Ooh, that's a lot of money to put down. So I decided to faithfully pray on it and think through it. And it was a hard move for me. I decided not to go with the house. And I want to say that was probably like the second week of March, or maybe actually was earlier than March. And I kind of had to put my pride aside and just say, okay, God, if it's going to be your will, and and I actually said it during the time, like, if it's going to be your will, God, you're going to make this work out. Either the money's going to come, they're going to make the acceptance, something's going to happen, and I'm going to be in this house if this is what you have for my life. And it didn't work out. Now, anybody else hearing that story would be like, Maybe that's not the house for you. And yes, now that I'm on the other side of the road, and now that we're at the end of 2020 and COVID is still an existing thing, I can say praise be to God. But in the middle of it, I was like, I don't understand why this isn't working out. You told me to move God, and I did what you told Abraham to do. I didn't ask any questions. Well, I did ask a few questions, but I was confused. I was perplexed, and I still don't understand And now I'm grateful and thankful that I'm like, okay, well, all my projects canceled on me. I would have had the money, but I would have ran out of money and God, you protected me from that. Thank you, God, for knowing what's best for me, even when I didn't know. But Lord, please see my obedience as a sign that I want you as a choice for my life. Fast forward, here we are in the later part of 2020. And I tell you guys, I have a prayer journal. I just started this this year. It's been an awakening. It's been good and it's been bad. I can see the months that I was really in it. 
and other months that I really wasn't in it. And that's fine. But my prayer and has been is like, okay, God, you promised me the house. I wrote it down 2019. I said that anything that was holding me back, Lord, that you would release me from 2019 into 2020. And there's been so many things that have been bondage and been a hold on my life that I can look and say, 2020, help me release, help me grow stronger, help me to grow bold in faith, grow encouraged. And I'm happy about that. But Lord, where is my house that you promised me? So I'm praying, even in April, when everything was amiss, everything was crazy. I was just kind of sitting in my still time, still asking God, what's the location? And it was in November that in my prayer time, and I'm still kind of praying about it, that I felt God say, okay, move to this location. And now I'm like, God, is that you? Because I thought I heard you earlier this year and you just said move. Now you're saying move to this location. Is there more to the sentence that I'm not listening? Do I need to be still even longer? Am I so quick to rush up that I'm not hearing you fully, God? And you guys, he's asking me to go somewhere that I'm 50-50. I used to live in LA. So anything that's not 75 degrees, 365 days out of the year, I don't vibe with. It has to be warm all the days of my life. That's just how I feel. And if it's anything below 75 or 60, girls got her Ugg boots on and a scarf. It is what it is. And I'm comfortable with that. And so now that I was asking God, where do you want me to move? He's asking me to move in a location. I'm not going to disclose it just yet because I'm still asking God. And what a way like to keep asking God in something that he's already told you. Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever experienced God telling you something and you questioning God? And I would say that it's good to question God, but then there's a sense of having faith with God. And I think there's also a part of like, where your heart is when you ask that question? Are you asking out of you trying to be a God over your life? Or are you asking out of concern that you are being obedient to his will? Because there's two ways that the heart and the mind goes and God can see it. And so it's like, are you deeply concerned? Are you fully concerned? And you're hoping that your offering is pleasing to the Lord? I mean, it's hard. And the emotions that I'm feeling right now with this new move and ask is like, I really want to be about it because I've been in my desert for so long. I feel like God's calling me to move, but it's a whole new scenery. It's a whole new change. It's something that I'm not used to. It's something I'm not comfortable with. I don't know too many people. I don't know too many things. It would be a change from coast to coast. It's so different. And on top of it, we're in the middle of COVID. And I'm like, okay, how do I move from point A to point B safely, God? You're asking me to move. I got to intentionally put the funds and monies together. Moving is not cheap. It is expensive. I've been doing all of the work. I've been trying to figure out how do I get boxes? Am I going to take a plane? How do I get there? Am I quarantining afterwards? Can we discuss these things? If you have moved in COVID, please give your girl a shout and let me know how you did it safely. But I wanted to take the time to say that there's an act of obedience that God is asking us for. And in that obedience, there's an uncertainty that you're like, it might not work out. I mean, in my story, it didn't work out earlier this year. I thought that I was going to be in a home. I thought I was going to be in my first 
home ever as an entrepreneur. Like that's big for me, big, big, big. And I was super excited and it didn't work out then. And now I'm kind of questioning God and my obedience before like, but God, what if this new location doesn't work out? And if I'm transparent, I kind of already have a plan B in the back of my head. It's scary to say that out loud, but it is. I'm a plan A through Z girl. I've got them all in my back pocket. And I've got to learn to surrender and be like, even if it doesn't work out, it was my obedience. I started thinking about it. I'm thinking, okay, I think of all the people before me that weren't obedient to what God had asked them to do. And now maybe I suffer some generational curses or maybe I suffer some type of something because they weren't obedient and they're walking in their faith. And I think the same thing for the kids and the family that I have, or maybe this. Maybe God is trying to get me somewhere to bless the one. Maybe it is not always about me. Can we be 100 over here? It's not about you. It's never about you. It's about God. And if God wants to use you, he will. And sometimes he asks you to do things that has nothing to do with you. Zero. It's not going to give you glory. It's not going to help increase you. You're not going to feel good about it. You're not going to grow faith. You're not going to win $100. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with a one. And it's amazing to hear how many people don't obey God. I'm one of them. I'm not going to judge. I just think of all the things that we're losing and not the tangible things because it's not always about the prosperity. It's kind of about the releasing of your soul, releasing of the things that hold you bondage, releasing of other people and forgiveness. That's an act of obedience too. And can we talk about slow obedience? Because slow obedience is the same as disobedience. And I have a really close girlfriend that I know is listening and we talk about obedience every single time we get on the phone because it's it's hard. There's levels to being obedient and you're just trying to figure it out. And I'm like, all day I obey. Can you imagine if Beyonce like had a song that was like, all day I obey. Now let's Christians, let's get in formation. I don't know. I know that was kind of cheesy, but that's kind of how I feel. Like, what if every day we obeyed? God, okay. All right, God. Okay. I'll do this. I'll do that. What I really want to say is we're missing out on half of our lives because we choose to disobey. We choose to be in our comfort. We choose not to talk to the person in front of us. We choose, period. It is our choice. We make ourselves our own God. Yet we're complaining to God that he's not there. And he's been here all the time. And he's just saying, baby girl, baby boy, look up. I'm here. All you have to do is listen. I've got you. I've got you 100%. All you got to do is trust me. You can't see tomorrow. You can't see anything beyond what your eyes are. I'm the beginning and the end. I can see so many things for your life. You have so much potential. You have so much purpose instilled in you. And I, I just want to use you. But you choose at the end of the day. God asks us to make that choice every single morning that we wake up. Will you choose to obey? by talking to that one coworker or person? Will you choose this Christmas to give to someone else that doesn't have as much? Will you choose to forgive someone that has 
hurt you since you were a small child, will you? So what's in the name of Christmas? Christmas is obedience, obedience to God. You know the story of how Christmas became without Joseph and Mary's obedience. God would have found a way, but it's still the story of how they became to be. Maybe we would have had to wait another thousand years for God to wait on the next couple that wanted to obey what God had in store for him. So I'm challenging your faith, faith finder. Where is God asking you to obey today? It's the week of Christmas. So many things are going on. We're about to head into a new year, into 2021, which I think I want to call my year of awakening. Maybe I should be careful how I label things, but my year of awakening. Where is God asking you to obey? Where in your life have you been disobedient? Can you be honest and say, God, I messed up. I messed up and I should have obeyed there. I should have turned away. I mean, that's part of what you should be praying in the morning. You've got to pray and say, thank you, God, for being a great, great father. But Lord, this is where I messed up. I messed up real bad. Like I screwed up. And I'm trying to repent and turn from it. But I don't understand your ways and I don't understand what you have for me, but give me the courage and the peace to stand flat footed and to just surrender my life to you. Let my arms be open and let my heart be wide, God. So are you ready to obey? I want to just hear from you. So I want to leave you with the scripture because I love the scripture and it's in James. It says, Don't just listen to the word of God, but do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. If you listen to the word of God, but don't obey, it's like looking at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away and you forget what you look like. But if you carefully look into the perfect law that sets you free and do what it says and remember what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. I want you to take that scripture with you this week. But before we wrap up our second episode, I want to pray over you in this season of joy and gratitude. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Almighty, you are all the praise and glory that we need at this time, God. We thank you and celebrate you for having your son born on this week as we all come together during Christmas, Lord. Let us remember that Christmas is not about the actual tangible gifts, Lord, but it's the way that we give to one another, God. You've given us so much, Lord. You have given us your son so that we can show up as faultless in front of your glorious kingdom, God. If it wasn't for you, Lord, we wouldn't be here, Lord. Lord, I'm so grateful for your story of Mary and Joseph. They took a leap of faith They obeyed you when you called upon them. When the Holy Spirit was upon them, God, you you took two average people that looked weird, that looked strange, even though all their communities looked at them and looked down upon them, God, you were with them. And due to their act of obedience, look what was born. Look how we as believers today are able to be blessed. Lord, I want to encourage everyone that's listening to this under the sound of my voice, Lord, that they be encouraged, that they can finally obey, Lord, and that you 
will reveal to them any acts of disobedience that you have in their lives, Lord, that they will turn from it, Lord, that they will be convicted and that they will stand up against it, Lord, that they will confess with their lips and say, God, I was wrong, but Lord, I am ready. Lord, let us be more obedient to your word, obedient to your Holy Spirit, so that we're able to live lives as you have them, God. You are worthy to be praised, and we are forever grateful for your name and your precious son name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, that wraps up our second episode. Make sure you tune in to next week's episode. We're going to have a special guest, and I'm excited to have our very first guest on the show and see what the conversations that come up about faith. Well, that wraps up our episode for today on the Big Bold Faith Podcast. Remember that faith comes by hearing the word and also living it out. I hope that something from today's message resonated with you and has inspired you to do a faith check, to be open and honest of where you really are with your faith, and to be intentional on what steps you need to take to be the very best self God has called you to be. I mean, that's where we're all trying to get to at the end of the day, right? To find our purpose and to finish our race on time. If you want to hear more and we're encouraged today, make sure you leave a comment and subscribe for future episodes and share it with a really good friend. I'm so excited to be sharing this word with you all and I'll be praying for you all. Until next time, may the Lord be with you. May his face shine upon you and his glory endure on you and your family forever. See you next time.